Hello everyone and welcome to the Pristine Paradoxes podcast with me Cece and me Remy and in today's episode we will be talking about love the delightful abstract noun that has so many complexities to it because it is relying on human affection you can give love and receive love in so many different ways and it's really hard to navigate really hard to self-reflect upon but the main thing is your feelings are valid your feelings are always valid nothing is black and white and you're not inherently a bad person for anything in, in this area enjoy So, how are you today? I'm ah, doing pretty good. Ah, <laughs> ah, it's just a lot of ah, um, um, e- exams are not far away now. That's weird. Fun, fun little fact for everyone. Um, if you if you hadn't already noticed, exams are in fact not far away. <laughs> not okay. Not okay. Um, we are recording this on the last day of the Easter holidays. Um, have I done any revision? No, not really. Yay! Um, <laughs> it's just like the last chance we have to do some proper vision. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Let's talk about it. Am I definitely gonna get my predicteds of AAA? Ha 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 I don't feel like I'm gonna die of stress this time I feel like take it slow take it a bit at a time it's worse to burn out I don't want to burn out that's my biggest fear because otherwise everything else goes bad and I'm not trying Mm -hmm. to suffer for some silly little exams I do actually I know crazy fact but I do have a life like a little bit of a life a tiny (laughs) little one so I think let's not a little life you've got a little life a little life let's discuss uh oh love time um, no, but other than that, yeah, vibes. What about you? Yeah, no, same. I feel like I should be more stressed. Like I'm very yeah. much like haha stressed as opposed to like breaking down crying stress. Um, yeah, but I know that's gonna come like the night before the exam, and that's not gonna be fun. No, um, but it just is what it is. It is what it is, and you know what? We will get through it, and it will be fine. But yeah, no, I've been, I've been okay. Did a little trip to Bristol. That was adorable. Very nice. Have you done anything these holidays? These holidays? Not much, honestly. It feels like a blur. I don't know how it's yeah. been two weeks. I'm like, Yeah, oh. right? I'm thinking it's of last week and it feels like eons ago. Honestly, so weird. But, oh well, <laughs> got to get back on it. But yeah, it's like, this time will pass. It'll be over soon. And we'll be vibing in the summer. And then I'll get up here. Like, two are you kidding? Running. Two months. Two months. Literally two months. Yeah. Yeah. Actually a bit longer for you. You've got history exam on the twenty second of June. I um, do. But for me, it'll be over in less than two months. That's My final insane. exam's on June sixteenth. So Wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness. So <laughs> getting yeah, on we're to not the... talking about exam today. No. You're not talking about no way, you will not mention them, no. Um, la, 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 la. today, we're going crazy, okay? This Equally this intense one, topic. Yeah, we're, uh, so many thoughts, so many thoughts. So, do not expect answers coming your way this episode. Because, well, you know, relationships and love and all those things are very complicated and hard to navigate and figure out. You know, everyone has different experiences, blah, 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 blah. So, 
have fun enjoy maybe it'll make you think a little bit a little bit not too much though yeah bigger things to worry about precisely mm, i feel like relationships are actually the crux of everything yeah not romantic relationships specifically but like any kind of relationships they do in fact form the base of our human experience so maybe actually do think about it actually but anything in excess is bad we don't overthink in this house do we baby overthinking what never heard of that what no sorry literally intellectualizing your feelings never heard of that what stop it stop it making everything seem logical to yeah no yeah no totally not so let's start with sexy question number one remy why why do we give the love we want to receive and how much do past experiences determine this very nice questions to get started (laughs) um so hmm. i think i think you give the love that you want to receive in a way um as as a way to kind of hint that it's something you want um i mean yeah i don't know i I think this can this can count towards different kinds of relationships not just romantic or anything but definitely like but that's why communication is so important and why knowing what makes you feel loved it's so important like i've found with like i've had an issue with physical touch and wanting hugs and all that kind of stuff because I think I used to feel like I couldn't ask people. I feel more like yeah. a burden or um, like a lot of my friends weren't touchy-feely. So I just felt like, oh my God, a hug with a friend. What a concept. Um, so yeah, I like that's why trying to communicate to people, actually, if you give me a hug, it makes me feel more loved than if you tell me something or whatever. Yeah, it is just hard though, because you know, your perception of the world is completely shaped by how you want to be loved, potentially. Because if you, you know, love is an abstract noun, you therefore define it based on your experiences. So I do think past experiences definitely determine it. And it's just weird going around being like, this is how I view this thing and no one else is viewing it like I am. And so it makes it super extra hard to navigate how to like love people and how to feel truly loved yourself. My show guys is why self-love is so important because you can give yourself the love you deserve, I guess, because you know what it is. Yes, totally. Um, but it's just a shame that it's like something that is so big in our lives that we do have to do so much self-reflection upon. Like even this, yeah. we can't just do naturally and freely. Like it's always going to create problems and that's a horrible thing. Like it's meant to be, you know, it's love. It's meant to be like the freest, happiest, most amazing thing in the world. And it isn't. And that's... no. Because unfortunately, we cannot read each other's minds. And that's why the communication yeah. is like the key part of of feeling loved in your relationships. Because, because if there's something that people aren't doing and you don't tell them, how are they meant to know? Yeah. They literally have no but idea. Also, and, and, yeah. It's like, the thing for me is, is like so much of it is implicit. And you're like, oh, if people are my true friends, they're going to understand me on this level why aren't they like stepping up their game and like working hard to try and like be a good friend to me yeah um then like it's mentally exhausting having to do that all the time which is why communication is important but also the communication level needs to be equal that's something i've learned yeah you can't just communicate everything you feel and then not have that met on the other side you need to read the room I yes think- 
Um, but it is important for everyone to work on. So I will actually maintain a superiority complex over my overcommunication. Thank you and good night. Very cool. Thank you, end of episode. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Just right on Spotify. Um, um, uh, yeah. Yeah, but um, um, it is hard because it is just like a big question of how much work should you put in for your friendship? Like it goes yeah. both ways. And and what people's expectations are as well because people have different expectations, different, I don't know, like yeah. w- ways that they want to be loved and by who? Because it obviously, yeah. you know, changes between your platonic to possibly romantic to familial, anything, all in between. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And even those boundaries are complicated to... To, to figure out but oh well yeah. potentially between those different kinds of love there are like different responsibility levels yes um and i think it's very much perceived as very distinct responsibility levels in that your romantic partner is number one and everything else is kind of just not important which, which... is sad because i feel like mm. friendships go very neglected in this area um yes yeah how much responsibility do we have for mutually providing love especially when it isn't something we're like used to doing so for example you said your like main love language is physical touch if mine isn't how am i meant to up my game to give yeah you what you deserve kind of thing um and it's yeah like how much not i was gonna say how much should we sacrifice ourselves like please no it's not that <laughs> no <laughs> but you know what i mean like yeah you don't want to like completely change yourselves for yourself for other people yeah but there is a balance where you should be kind of like stepping up your game for people around you and it's sad Mm. that we don't see that as something we need to do yeah especially with with friendships yeah um and so yeah like love languages wise for me it's really like quality time and and like physical touch and learning actually that that for me quality time with friends is most often going to be found in hanging out one-on-one like yes, 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 yes. properly chatting and trying to communicate that to people when it's so much easier to just hang out in groups to do things more casually yeah. but I've learned it like yeah I'm very happy to hang out in a group but if I want quality time with someone it needs to be one-on-one it yeah. might need to be like at least somewhat planned like even just like a couple hours in advance I need to like no um but that won't work for everyone that isn't what everyone wants to do like this idea of giving love and receiving love it's like yeah how 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 do you get it right when when both of those things don't align between two people or groups of people whatever yeah and that's because like especially hard because the dynamics between people always change yes so like i was saying like you learn from your experiences in terms of like your experiences determine how you define love in terms of what you receive and what you give but you almost can't learn from your experiences because your dynamic with each person is always going to be different you'll never get like even if you have one style of loving someone it's always going to like manifest differently because of the person it's being reflected upon um so that just makes it even harder and especially in group settings when there's then like hundreds of different dynamics to deal with it's you and one person you and one and another person yeah and just the other person you know like groups are so complicated uh, dynamics wise because uh, i think because you actually have so many relationships going on at the same time it's so weird and like that's why i've struggled with it because there's always this like kind of thing of two people hanging out more or like certain people like groups hanging out more which like i think then then to communicate 
well actually yeah you could feel loved in different ways by those different groups or different relationships so once again how do you make things work because yeah, yeah. there are going to be friends who you know maybe you're more likely going to study with or something like that and then you have people who mm. you're probably more gonna have fun with and then there's people in between and all just whatever um yeah and I think that's complicated yeah I, don't I even... think there's like a big issue in terms of like I feel like you'd agree like all throughout our lives there's this yearning for group friendships there's this yes. jealousy that comes from perceiving groups of friends you're like why don't I have that all the or, FOMO my yeah. group of friends was like that all of the FOMO it's sad that we place this much expectation onto groups when given the multiple di- dynamics it isn't logical to it's have... really complicated it isn't it isn't logical to have that kind of strengthy friendship in a group setting it should be something more casual more light-hearted more comforting yeah. whereas your individual friendships with people are what you should focus on being strong yeah i definitely know that i tried to put too much focus on my friendship group over the past year and it didn't work out very well and that's sad and we're coming out the other side of that and it's all good but yeah it's just just it's a horrible realization that you yeah. can't like I guess like manipulate situations yeah and you can't control it all like especially group wise because once again there are so many different people with different lives and different things going on that that to control what's going on like it's just it's not realistic at all yeah literally just too many thoughts that it's hard to communicate properly yeah you aren't gonna act the same and that's really hard to come to terms with yeah because given the uncertainty of relationships having on top of that the uncertainty of your own style of giving and receiving love is you know it's not necessary why do we have that why is that a thing no please go away no because because different sides of yourself come out when you hang out with different people so that's why um and i've and i've learned like i really could like tell like when i was like drastically changing like how i spoke or the jokes i made or whatever and i feel like now i'm becoming more like I'm not super different between different people, oh, which I like. I feel like I feel a little bit more authentically myself that I'm not trying to yeah. perform because I feel like I often felt like I was performing and, and not in like a horrible way, just in a, oh, am I really being myself here? Is this just, am yeah. I saying internet jokes? Because that is what <laughs> made me approval, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But sometimes it isn't even performative. It's just a genuine thing. Like different yeah. parts of yourself adhere to different people. Totally. And that's like if like we talk about love languages like different you can you can balance them out differently so if again using your example if your partner doesn't like physical touch but they do like quality time then you will prioritize your like appreciation of quality time with someone because that's the thing you have in common that's the thing you can compromise on that's the thing you can work on as opposed to it being like a, oh my god we're completely incompatible because they don't like physical touch this is never going to work yeah you you find ways to navigate it but again it requires thought and self-reflection and yes to do that with every single one of your relationships is potentially unrealistic so i don't yeah. know how how you would navigate that and then and then it's the question of like in in terms of the how much should you work for friendships it's like if things aren't working out because you don't want to self-reflect upon it which is fine because it's mentally draining then should you just like let it go should you just like not care yeah but like you know some things just don't work out yeah and i think communication doesn't have to be this big open serious conversation it can just be like casual but i think 
we do make a lot of it and that fear around being honest yeah. and vulnerable and communicating leads to a lack of communication which can be difficult um but no like trying your best to be honest with the people you care about is so important but i i'm worried that like sometimes you can be too honest i felt that i've been too honest sometimes like it's not yeah. necessarily like you're lying but something you just don't necessarily need to say um but it's hard especially at our point in life because we're learning so much about ourselves and we want someone to share that experience with so it kind of makes sense that we would overshare in some situations but yeah i think the issue with communication is that I feel like it's very much the narrative that communication solves everything. Yeah, just and it communicate doesn't. with people, you will help all of your relationships, and sometimes that's just not the case. So no, life is how, life is more complicated you know. and like constantly changing. To just say, oh yeah, communicating solves the problem. It's it's just a key in the. I don't know the word. It's just a key in the little situation, but it's not. <laughs> god i don't know it's the key but in the little situation, situation great it's the key in the little situation but it's but it, but it's not the the absolute Be all pro- pro- yeah it isn't the problem solver it, it won't just fix it all it requires other stuff too but i think i don't know if, if you have the basis of communication yeah then it helps because even if things go not so great you know you can still well, i was gonna say it's like yeah. a stepping stone like if you try and communicate and it still doesn't work after that then it's like a, okay i don't know then but again mm. like there's i feel like there's so much less of an expectation to communicate within friendships yes with your definitely. relationships yes it's like no you need to communicate with your partner it's like screamed at you more, yeah but with with friendships it's more just so much things that just let slide yeah and i find that really sad yeah definitely and it means you can kind of lose touch with people too because of that yeah when you don't necessarily want to but there's like kind of quote unquote nothing you can do about it yeah but yeah i mean losing friendships is really hard and it's not necessarily what people want sometimes it's necessary um but i think in those kind of situations you do have to prioritize yourself you're like this isn't necessarily what's fueling me this isn't good for me and sometimes self-reflection needs to happen after and that's okay we're not perfect the expectation to always be self-reflecting is unrealistic um just as the expectation to i don't know fully cultivate yourself for your partner or your friend to make them feel loved whilst losing yourself in the process that's also completely unrealistic but again i think it's a balance like to a degree you have to you know you have to show your friends that you love them you have to show your partner that you love them even if that you know is slightly unnatural for you or like the specific yeah. way in which you need to do it is slightly unnatural for you because there is such a fear of being vulnerable still like like on the internet as well just the idea of like cringe culture things like simp culture like all those things <laughs> and yeah i get it but also at the same time it, why can't we show people that we love them without yeah. it always being seen as oh you're being really cringe right now like, oh, not to be cringe, but I love you guys. It's like, whoa. <laughs> but also, like, <laughs> if we pull out from our last episode with, like, the impact of hustle culture, the whole intensely individualistic society we have at the minute in the Western world makes it, like, all the more cringe, I guess. Because it's yeah. like, no, you can't love people. You can't be shown being vulnerable with people because it means you're, you know, not a strong, independent woman or whatever. Because you need to have no emotions to be strong and cool and a hustle person yeah 
and I think in terms of putting yourself first like sometimes that is how it works for you and that's fine but putting yourself first doesn't mean you have to be like devoid of emotion and I think that's really sad like putting yourself first means being aware of your emotions and knowing how to navigate them in the correct way that allows you to put yourself first as opposed to just being like la 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 no one else matters (laughs) yeah um but yeah I think the biggest thing I have though like aside from all that is on the receiving end of love can there be a point of contentment in not receiving the love you want to receive like you know we're speaking we're speaking about giving love at the minute and how to like you know uh cater for your partner and your friends but on the receiving end you know is there a point where you shouldn't complain that you're not receiving love or you're not feeling loved because you should just kind of like accept whatever you are getting because you understand that everyone has different loving styles so therefore you're not feeling loved might not mean that you're actually not being loved it might just mean you're not getting it the way that you want to get it so in terms of like love language and stuff and in terms of the whole initial question of um why do we give love in the way that we want to receive it it's like there is a level where you should accept that everyone has different loving styles and therefore you might not feel loved until you've done some self-reflection and some you know worldwide of your viewpoint um yeah how much should you criticize the way you're being loved basically how much should you just be like oh it's not that deep uh you know of course my friends love me blah 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 blah. or how much should you be like actually guys it would really mean a lot to me if you could do this because i'm not feeling Mm. that loved right now and how much should they then be like oh okay yes we will change the way we do things around here for you you selfish (laughs) little yeah it's not selfish Um, i don't think it's selfish no No, i do not again it's about balance i i think the issue particularly comes first of all if you feel insecure in those in those friendships or relationships whatever they are but also if those relationships don't include any of the love languages that are most important to you so even though yeah say say they're giving you lots of words of affirmation and that's fantastic and you still feel good about it but maybe you really 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 need that quality time that you're just not getting I think I don't think it's selfish to say hey I really 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 appreciate this but yeah but for me to feel loved and to and to get the most out of our relationship or whatever, I would like this. I yeah. don't think, and, and I think also like asserting your personal boundaries without being harsh is also important and learning what those are once again, self-reflection, but we can't have a notion page for yeah. every single problem in our lives. So <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah, so I think you can, I mean, I hate to use the word criticize, but I think you can, talk about it to people if you're not feeling loved I think it's completely valid it's just not approaching it in a argumentative explosive Explosive. oh my gosh like no I I think especially if you can tell that the person is putting in effort I think completely saying no you're doing nothing for me that's just cruel and you and, and you probably don't feel that way either it's just yeah but like I know I just said that communication doesn't necessarily solve everything but in this case I feel like the explosions come out of not communicating not communicating not communicating ah this isn't working I need to communicate yeah and then everything coming out at once and then it builds up as yeah opposed, as opposed to like a little bit so like I've always tried to kind of like communicate along the way and I think my friends trying to meet me at that has meant they like come out all at once and then it's just 
it hasn't worked out and that's fine that's fine yeah I love you I love everyone but that you know it's just really hard to navigate those things and navigate how you want to prioritize yourself Um, there's no right way of doing it so because there's no right way of doing it I don't think it can be seen as selfish you know it's just you trying to you know you're trying to figure out yourself you're trying to figure out everyone around you and sometimes that just culminates in a yeah um, and that just can't be helped and it's really sad and sometimes it changes things for the worse sometimes Mm. it changes things for the better but there's an element of control that you just don't have over it and you can take it and work with it for your next relationships and next friendships yeah I don't think it's selfish because I've learned actually over time I've I've become less introverted and more extroverted and, and I think that's because I would feel drained from social interactions when when I'm not feeling loved or when I'm not feeling seen, appreciated, anything like that. So it's not selfish because it will make you appreciate your social time more because you're not feeling yeah. like there's something lacking. Because I think and I also, have felt that before. Yeah. And I, and that is not like hating on people. That 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 isn't being harsh. It's just how you feel. Sometimes you need to do the self-reflection yeah. first and then be like, oh, this is why I'm not feeling loved or yeah. Or, or enjoying these social in- interactions for whatever reason. It isn't like, uh, oh, I'm not feeling loved, therefore everyone around me is a horrible person for yeah, not, totally not loving me. It's more of just that things haven't like meshed and accumulated in the correct way. And, you know, that's something you can figure out. Yeah. Also, it's not selfish because literally everyone wants to be loved. Like, I'm sorry, yes. like, there's no malice behind just wanting to be loved. No. Like, sometimes you might approach it in the quote-unquote wrong way. But it's not inherently wrong. Because but it comes from a pure intention. Yeah. And it's, it. it's, you know, I like I don't know, in my mind, I would find it really sad if a friend felt like they weren't being loved and I would want to work to change that. But it's also totally. really hard. The, the want and then, like, the action is different. And I find that also really hard in friendships. You're like, oh, you acknowledge that this person likes being appreciated in this way um and then you don't kind of make the steps to change it that's also really hard yeah it might potentially make you a bad person but it's hard so totally again it's not black and white it's not like oh you're not doing this thing makes you awful there is so much nuance and complexity in in your feelings around feeling loved yeah and giving love and everything yes because we're human gang that is actually true is, yeah oh my god wow. point is nothing's in black and white so yeah you're not like none of your actions or you yourself are inherently good or bad you know yes. it's all a little little jumble exactly. because we're all just stumbling our way through mm. life yeah um, crux is it's sad not to be loved it's sad not to feel loved yes even if you are being loved it's sad not to feel loved and you wanting to change that doesn't reflect badly on you. That's just a... Yes. Like, e- even though it is scary to be vulnerable and honest, it's probably the best thing you can do for yourself because it will benefit you. And even if it doesn't benefit you necessarily in the short term, by your perception, it will benefit you in the long term because you'll yeah. need, you know, you, you'll acknowledge things that you might not have been able to acknowledge. Even, like, even with self-reflection, it's only good to a point. But yeah. vocalising the things you've reflected upon changes things in a different way and is also just as important 
Yes. Yeah. So we've spoken about love languages. I feel like we need to talk about it a bit more because obviously they yes. are not the be all and end all. There are not just five ways of loving and receiving, no, like giving gosh. and receiving love. Once again, so much more um, complex than that. But I do think, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I think when I found out about them and like I did the quizzes and everything, it helps me guide what I want and it made me realize oh yeah. actually that's true i mean the quiz that like i mean we can leave it in the, in the episode description i don't <laughs> think it's like the best quiz around i don't think it's like amazing super actually complex, it's a very silly it's good. quiz it gives you like it gives you like two options it's like maybe i want both of these maybe yeah maybe this isn't a realistic thing to be choosing between so hey. like don't take <laughs> the percentages they give you at the end super seriously because yeah, it's obviously it's just, not going to be perfect yeah. but i take it as a guide rather than like the best resource yes. around yes, and yes, then yes. and then also learning others too is really helpful um it helps you know you know how you can cultivate this friendship to make it the best it can be um but there's also you know we've also spoken about self-reflection sometimes that's not easy to just do you know yeah which is why the love languages thing could be useful to use as a guide it's a stepping stone yeah um and i think like same with like journaling and using like journaling prompts for example yeah. or just like blurting out things I know totally like journaling. yeah oh don't even I <laughs> I tell so many people about journaling like if there's a certain situation going on in, in their life or whatever or they just need general reflection and no it doesn't work perfectly for everyone but the whole point is that you can you can shape it to make it something that's good for you um and I've found like because I've been journaling for like a really long time it's been probably the most useful thing for me to figure out what I want from friendships and 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 like when I'm feeling hurt by someone or something identifying what that could be from if that's from past insecurity whatever it is I mean once again it isn't possible to just you know narrow down all of your your complex abstract feelings into one word or one thing but yeah. I think narrowing down can bring some clarity to help you navigate all the crazy feelings um and yeah I I think if you're struggling to get started there are lots of journaling prompts on the internet and that's a, like a really good place to start being like huh actually I didn't know that about myself and journaling as a place to be completely honest is um, great it's weird because I feel like I've almost approached it from like the other angle so I said earlier that um you know self-reflection is good but like actually talking about it um adds a different layer yes and talking about it can be in the form of journaling because you're writing out what you're feeling just as you would be speaking what you're feeling yeah as opposed to it all just being in your head where you think you're having cohesive complex thoughts but in reality they're just vague yeah that actually don't mean anything mm. um, I, I think it's so cathartic writing it down like getting yeah. a pen like ah it's really helpful i think but i think my issue has been that you know through not journaling i have used people as my journal as a way and that can be exhausting for them yeah um and i think my way to come out from oversharing because again sharing things is important communicating is important but anything in excess um can be a bit much for people and even yes. if you're not doing it by malice which i know that i of course wasn't um you know some yeah you do feel a bit guilty sometimes you're like oh my god how yeah. much do i have to talk to this one person about this one topic i am yeah repeating myself <laughs> sorry yeah honestly um, and journaling can be a good way to like come out of that and be like this is still a very self-fulfilling satisfactory way of releasing my feelings and you know we also said at the beginning like the whole thing about uh 
what do you say? Not psychoanalyzing your feelings, but intellectualizing your feelings. Intellectualizing your feelings. Yeah. Yeah. It's a way of doing that without it getting too intense because you can semi control it. Um and where in your brain it's a lot easier to ruminate and obviously there are some forms of journaling where you do just blur and that can be really good um sometimes as well you can journal in more of like a manifestation way where you can write as if like come on this is how we're going to do things around here yeah but you know it's again not the be all and end all if you don't do it and it's it can be really hard to fit it into your day if you don't know how to use your time like that yeah and you don't need to do it every day. You can do it, like, if something, like, really intense has happened or you've had an intense emotion, do it then, as opposed to... Yeah. Like... People too yeah. easily want to say, no, like, it's a really good daily habit. And these days, yeah, I do it every day, but I don't think everyone yeah. needs to do that. I'm just constantly thinking, feeling all the time, and I just... I really shut up. Literally, <laughs> my brain, I'm like, girl, be quiet, please. <laughs> but, Yeah. You know what time it is, people? It is time for the hydration break. It's It's time for the hydration break. Yeah. Crazy. So Does that mean I have to go drink some water right here now? Oh my gosh, you do. And also reminder, you must also take any vitamins or supplements or any uh, medication. Thank you. So true. I promise I'll do it after the episode. Thank you, please. Fantastic. Yeah, I've also got water today. We are hydrating in the purest way possible. So fun. But yeah, please go and do that. And I hope you are enjoying the episode so far. Yeah. So we have spoken about the fact that there are different styles of giving and receiving love, but those also differentiate based on your different friendships because there are different kinds of friendships. So, yeah, I mean, you can argue like a romantic relationship <laughs> is different, but also very similar to a friendship. And there's that basis yeah. of friendship there. So, yeah, let's explore. Yeah. Um, I wonder if there's like a way to explain why some of the best friendships can be the ones where you don't talk that often. Yeah, you know, like I guess it's because it's born out of like a mutual expectation that both of you have. You know that this is the way that your friendship works. Yeah. Um, but usually those friendships are more like, like the the way that those friendship styles come about is a lot more like accidental. So we've spoken yes. so much about like self reflection and like purposeful discussion with your friends and um, you know, knowing how to like navigate yourself and your needs and your prioritizations, but. With these friendships, it's more just like it, it happens and there's such like a understood implicit when we don't talk that much and that's fine. Yeah. And it has no negative reflection on who we are as people and how yeah. we view each other. Totally. And it, I, I just, I feel like that's a massive paradox in it, in it, babes. It's so like, true. Yeah. How do we explain those? And yeah. Yeah. Because in like any normal situation, those, you know, not talking to each other would usually be like a bad sign especially with the need for communication yeah um and i guess oh also sorry with um with um like internet era people some people talk better in person than they do online i know i have a friend that yes is like that and given all the like pressure to 
reply immediately and like text all the time how can you prove yourself as a good friend if you aren't comfortable with doing that or if you yeah for example are like neurodivergent and you can't like read um signals as well when it's just through text blah 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 blah, blah. yeah what the expectations around that yeah um I think it kind of depends on people's expectation for the relationship, for the friendship, whatever it is, because I've I've definitely had the issue before where I felt like a lack of reciprocation because it's always me putting in the effort, taking the first steps to be like, hey, how are you? Um, And I think sometimes it's like really easy to overthink it. But I think Mm. um, when it needs to be established, establishing it is important. But I think, yeah, once again, there are friendships where naturally you just chat less and that's fine. Like. I have a friend who um, I met in year nine. She was with us at secondary school for like a few months. Yeah. And and she's from Seoul and she moved back and we got really close. She was like one of the first people that I felt like, wow, I do actually feel understood by someone else. I don't feel like my interests are weird or whatever. Um, yeah. And now these days we have like a Zoom call once every couple of months because honestly the education system there is insane. It's like, I, I don't even understand how, <laughs> how she's doing it. But we all yeah, know that so, Remy loves talking about the education system. We know. And actually, I have got an episode with <laughs> Julia to coming up to soon. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> oh gosh. But yeah, no. So I have I have actually recorded an episode with Julia because we always talk about education and all of that kind of stuff. So we did a whole yeah. episode about it. But yeah, so we know what that relationship is. But every time we talk, we have such good conversations. Like she really is like one of the best friends I have. But I don't talk to her all the time. But that's just mutually understood. And I do appreciate that a lot, that that we yeah. don't question how much we care about each other because we just don't talk all the time. Yeah, which is why it's interesting with some of like the other friendships you would like, you know, arguably claim that you're really close with some people and then you stress when like you don't talk as much. And it's just yeah. interesting how different dynamics come about and there's just no explanation for the way that things pan out. Yeah. Um, and I think that's where self-reflection falls down. Is it? Yes. Sometimes you just can't explain things. Sometimes. I'm Sarah's just... not the language for it either. Yeah. Yes. Oh, uh, that. Uh, I think it was like that John Green video I found, where it's like finding the language to describe mental health and the language around it is just so weird when you actually like look at it. Think about and it. It's yeah. Because it's because people don't actually know how to talk about it. So it's very metaphorical in a way. And I think, yeah, I mean, it's a similar situation here in terms of like, there's just no way to describe it. Sometimes it is, and sometimes you have to be at peace with the fact that some things are inconclusive, just like yes. all of our podcast episodes. Exactly. Uh, we are doing you an amazing service, guys. Yeah. But I think ultimately, <laughs> <laughs> I think ultimately, you want to be empathetic without enabling behavior that that doesn't align with your values and behavior that is that is not reciprocating um yeah I I think that's the real paradox because because how can you be kind and not have these crazy high standards and 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 expectations of everyone else when their lives are different to yours without allowing them to treat you in ways that you would not accept yeah so like sometimes you know sometimes you need someone to be able to talk to you a lot sometimes you need that kind of friend and also I think it's about like the balance of different friendships you have so like for example yes. you might have a friend you don't talk to that often but that's 
upon the realization that you have friends that you do talk to often yeah um but then you don't want to put pressure on those friends you do talk to often by having that random allocation of being the friend that you talk to a lot and you don't yeah. want them to feel pressure you know pressure yeah but like you said you know you don't want to just enable bad behavior and if that is something that you're not like enjoying then you do need to be able to talk about it and again um it's very scary because you don't want to lose friendships there's a massive element of comfort that comes from just like the sheer fact of having a friend whether it's a good or bad friendship um and so risking losing that by making yourself feel better in the long run is scary and you shouldn't feel guilty about doing or not doing that there's no easy way around it yeah definitely I think, I don't know, like you said at the beginning, um, a different topic, but how are romantic relationships different to platonic ones? If we just spoke a lot about friendships. Yeah, um, I think that kind of differentiation between whether you have platonic feelings for someone or romantic can be complicated and there's definitely a grey area that exists. Definitely. But I think, but I think we also want to compartmentalise everything and actually, yes. I think we do feel love and an attraction on such a spectrum and we don't discuss it enough because yes. we also love in different ways, too. So it's all subjective. Um, and sometimes you just have to let those feelings be feelings and you don't have to define them. But I think I think romantic relationships do have, have a basis of friendship because if you've not got that, then I think it's more likely to be unhealthy. But yeah, yeah. Well, because again, like your your needs become different. Like yes. theoretically, if it's just a romantic relationship, then you're probably going to prioritize like a different genre of things. And if it was just, I don't know. I mean, it is sad that nowadays we feel the need to label everything. But again, there shouldn't be any shame in that. Sometimes that is necessary for people. Again, we're just all trying to find ways to figure ourselves out. Yeah. And that is, you know, the societally, societally. So, socially the socially accepted way to navigate things yeah. through like language and defining things and it's hard to just let feelings be feelings yeah and yeah i i think i think it's totally fine to get comfort from labels i just don't think that we need to find a label for every single feeling we have because ultimately so much of language just can't describe how we feel yeah and again, way back to the beginning, your dynamic with every single person you experience in your life is going to be different. Yeah. So there's no way to like hyper generalize things into one single way. It's why I'm like, sexuality, what? Who is she? Yeah. Because I feel different about every single different person I'm with. You know, but then again, it shouldn't be ignored if you're if someone's gender does define the way you perceive people. Yeah. Um but again, it's all about social influences in that case. Yeah. There's a weird one. There's a weird one. Um, but yeah, I think thinking about why you label things is an important step in your self-reflection journey. Yes, like Why definitely. do you feel like you need it? And are there other ways to gain that sense of comfort um, without ultimately like reducing things down to a word? Like things aren't words. Yeah. We talk in words, but feelings aren't words. You know, that's yeah. why when you feel things in your brain and you navigate things in your brain, it's different from when you then, like, write them down in a diary entry. Because that's not how thoughts and feelings work. And you have yeah. to accept that those are two different playing fields, you know. Oh, also, um, in terms of the differentiation between 
romantic relationships and platonic relationships why don't we have friendship breakups why yeah. is it so like commonly accepted that some friendships just phase out We've, we spoke about this earlier in terms of just like letting people go but why do we not have like a clear cut bam bam yeah I, I think so much of it has to do with the fact that we put romantic relationships on a pedestal and yeah. I think a lot of that comes from the media we consume as children and I think those those foundational mm. ideas are then built on when we're teenagers when actually we're not deconstructing some of these ideas that actually are not great yeah I mean, I'd say a lot of it is probably also that lack of communication that just isn't accepted with friendships. Oh, yeah, accepted. definitely. No, expected. It's not expected. Um, but yeah, no, the whole media because thing, it, we need because, to talk about that. It's... I know both of us have a massive thing with, like, fantasising about things. Yes. Um, and I feel like that is definitely impacted by the media. Yes. Whether that be shows, whether that be social media and, like, pictures of people we know and love or pictures of celebrities or yes. books. Um, and I don't think it's a bad thing when we change our perceptions through those things, you know, it's a natural yeah. thing to occur and it's not something you can, like, avoid. Um, I think, I think we just, aware of. we just can't take them as definitive answers. I think that's the yeah. problem when, when we allow the kind of implicit views from these things to then really impact the way we live our lives when we haven't considered everything else. Um, yeah. yeah, and and yeah, just this thing of, romantic relationships being shown more clearly fights in in those relationships being shown more clearly whereas friendships it's it is often like as a trope or whatever it's, it's just usually this this case of like some big lash out argument where yeah. things are said which shouldn't have been said and then they eventually forgive each other because they realize oh i just lashed out i'm so sorry i don't mean that yeah. neither do i all, oh. they all they don't and it's the end of the world and you know yeah. either way it's again through this massive expulsion of like anger or emotion which just sometimes isn't realistic like yes sometimes you do have big fights with people but that's not always like a way of determining whether or not something's gonna end or not sometimes it just happens in a way more like progressive gradual way yeah. and thinking that things can only like end or like be determined as turning points if they are intense and aggressive is really sad yeah. it's a sad way to navigate the world and like to see like the ultimate plot points in our life when our lives don't have plots no, you no. have to acknowledge that you know a lot of these are for the drama <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah and I, I feel like, I like that, but... yeah <laughs> and I feel like <laughs> drama. Media... drama um I, I feel like me <laughs> I feel like media um kind of only shows fantasizing about someone in this really like cringy way or or kind of not at all or like they don't show kind of actual thoughts it's more yeah. people talking to their friends about things and I it's the action yes and I don't I mean books are a bit better at it but I still think it doesn't fully yeah. explore those feelings and as someone with not very much romantic experience at all <laughs> my brain has in fact been here there and everywhere in terms of fantasizing about being yeah. in a relationship my my expectations of what they are what do I want from it I think it makes it hard to have definitive feelings on some about someone because um because if you're used to a fantasy you can do what you want you're making yeah. things up for yourself and things becoming reality that's quite scary um yeah and I feel like we don't talk about that enough because there are just so many people yes. where like where the expectation to have at least been in a, a a relationship by or like 
by the time you're like 20 years you're going to uni like the expectation that mm. you've had experience and so many yeah. people you know feel like oh like is there something wrong with me because I'm not good enough because I haven't had that romantic validation it's so silly yeah but then like even when you have been in a relationship it is hard like okay if we consider everything being built off of past experiences the way you've been fantasizing ultimately becomes a past experience and then you compare your relationship to those past experiences i.e to your fantasizing and it becomes really hard to you know acknowledge what things are like in reality yes Um, but like also your your fantasizing is saying something it's saying something about what your needs are because you're obviously going to be fantasizing in the way that's like potentially best for you it might not actually be best for you because it hasn't played out in real life and again thoughts are different from words and action blah 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 but you know i i feel like they shouldn't just be like neglected like fantasizing daydreaming all that good stuff is it's a big thing yes and Um, i think it's really hard coming out of it and being Mm. like this isn't reality but also maybe i should keep up these expectations am i bad for having high expectations yes because it's not and white. it's not black and totally. white gang. yes <laughs> um and i think um i found that that because of that because it's just this whole excess of, of emotions to combat it i over intellectualize my feelings yeah and and, 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 I, <laughs> and i've just found like there's been so much like gaslighting myself based on mm. all these factors and suddenly my abstract emotions become these really clear things but like not in a helpful way just in a i'm trying to piece this together and i can't because obviously they're not meant to just be pieced together and labeled so i i don't know um i just yeah i've I've struggled with that and i think overthinking a lot like like when i've liked people and feeling like i'm Mm. not getting reciprocation i think then that's just made me overthink to the point where i'm intellectualizing and trying to make excuses for people it's just embarrassing but you, for me. you, uh, you put it under the cover of it being like excuses for yourself, and it's not; it's excuses for other people. And yes. again, it's the whole thing about, you know, should you criticize people? Blah blah blah. blah. It's so hard. It's so hard. Um, I'm just trying to be of... empathetic too, yeah. but also, yeah, that yeah, such a problem. Again, it's a balance. It's a balance, and finding that balance is so hard. Yes. And potentially, you never will. And which is why, especially at our age, you know, Remy and I are seventeen, eighteen. It's not easy. It's not easy. Not and at all. We won't get here for, you know. But, like, also another element of the media thing that I wanted to mention in terms of the difference between books and films. Films, you see the action, you see the real way that people communicate non-verbally, you know, emotions, although it technically isn't real, obviously, because they're acting. Whereas in books, everything is described through language, which we just established. It's not the most efficient way to describe things. So even if books potentially, you know, you see the inner thoughts of people better and it can, like, express things better, it potentially doesn't because you can't rely on language that much. Yes, and maybe because it's more like fantasy (laughs) in a book. It's more like talking about your internal feelings rather than seeing what plays out. Yeah. So I think, yeah, (laughs) I've really, I've realised recently that by media putting romantic relationships on a pedestal, I think it's led to the way we post on social media and the way couples present Mm. themselves online. Um, Like that's changed. And I think it's interesting because I've, I've reflected when I'm looking at like photos of couples or whatever. And there's this aura around the people in relationships. 
like this aura of validation. And I started to realize, why do we put it on such a pedestal when it's just one person who mm. has romantic feelings for you? I mean, I mean, like once again, it shouldn't have, it, it shouldn't be about quantity and like the numbers of people who love you and, and are friends with you. But, but why is it about this one person liking you that means that you are valuable and worthy? Yeah, it is sad that we focus so much on like one person. And I think that's why some people find it very hard to not be in a relationship because they've spent so much time relying on that one, on like the concept of one person giving them everything. Um, but it is a natural thing to like expect. Like I know I definitely felt like that when I was in my relationship and it is really hard and it puts pressure on both of you um so like with the whole like crippling expectations thing um but I think it's also why we neglect friendships because relationships are on the pedestal and it's like this is the most important person in my life yes but it's not necessarily the most important in your life it's just a different kind of person in your life mm. it's like like I'm like relationships do mean a lot though like we're you know we're saying like oh no they don't actually mean that much mm. but like they, they do and I think they always will and that's another unexplainable thing mm. and um, I think the boundaries between every like the boundaries put in place in every romantic relationship are going to be different too yeah but also with like the thing about posting on social media it it's scary because it makes you question like why you want a relationship it's like do I just want this for the validation yeah. do I just want this because I want one person to focus on me and me only because I haven't gotten that much attention in my life before and I mm. really want to and so I'm gonna expect it all from this person yeah that's what I did <laughs> or um, or like because of how it looks yeah and that no that's kind of like validation it's like social validation versus like emotional validation I guess yeah you know you just want to be seen as cool like oh they have a relationship and I don't that means they're better than me you know that's that ridiculous or the like concept that oh because you're not in a relationship you're unlovable that whole thing when again oh, no you're not unlovable one because you have you probably have friends that love you and to negate those is really sad yeah because yeah. people are scared to say that they love their friends too yes when when you shouldn't be because you do feel love it's just a different kind of love it doesn't need to be romantic yeah. love for it to be valid but i guess because of the like expected lack of communication in friendships it's so hard to trust people and to yes. trust that they actually do like you and appreciate you as a friend. Um, Especially when actions don't line up with words. Yeah. But yeah, I so like, for example, I, I have a massive fear of inauthenticity and trust issues. Um, and that has made it very hard for me to, you know, be okay with the way that, you know, people show their love. And so again, circling right back to the beginning, it's like people show their love in different ways. And it's so hard to realize that based on your past experiences because you define love differently um and so even if you are loved it's still important to acknowledge that you might not be f feeling loved and that's still sad and still valid even if it's not the like reality like the objective reality yeah there are so many different sides to things so many different perspectives blah 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 yeah. blah, 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 blah. <laughs> conversation over <laughs> conversation I, done blah blah i hope blah. you enjoyed Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, but yeah it's hard trusting people is hard and i think you know we like potentially might trust our partner more because you probably spend more time with them and are more vulnerable with them which is why it's easy to put more expectation on them and to neglect the expectations you need to put on your friends but yeah everyone's important 
including you you are loved but yeah it just might not be easy to see and that's not a bad reflection on the people around you or on you yourself yeah um but if you're not feeling loved then it is good to bring it up yes even if you saying you're not loved you know like it doesn't have to mean that the people around you are bad people it can just be a simple yeah you know this is how i'm feeling it doesn't need to be and a big okay. crazy conversation and it can still no. be scary but i think ultimately it will benefit you and your relationships to feel more loved it just will yeah because it's important and it's important that we all feel loved to a degree which is why also again self-love is important because if you feel like you can't get it from anyone else at least get it from yourself kind of thing but again that's a massive expectation loving yourself is really hard because yes yeah especially if we've been drilling in self-reflection if you yeah. self-reflect too much Gosh. then you'll hate yourself <laughs> it's so true <laughs> speaking from experience but yeah that's all we have time for <laughs> thank you so much for listening to this episode of the pristine paradoxes podcast don't forget to follow the podcast on instagram and rate pristine paradoxes podcast on apple Podcasts and spotify we hope you'll come back for more soon i've been remy and i've been Cece. and give love receive love 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 yeah and feel loved make sure you feel loved feeling loved is important and it doesn't have to be a selfish thing yes yes hugs all around bye bye